0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are, as always, so excited to talk to you about what on earth is going on in our world and what we are trying to figure out. It is September. I'm excited. I am proper like a new school girl. (laughs) So what I'm trying to figure out at the moment is what I want to achieve by the end of this year. So we all know I am a big, big goal setter and I set big goals first of January I sit down I make a new vision board and I do my goals for the year but you know things change the world changed and I normally use September as a bit of a reset moment anyway I am I am someone I think I really enjoy summer and then September is a natural point for me to think right time to knuckle down um you've got four months left so you can still really make a big difference and so I think but given also I suppose just the change that's happened this year it really made sense for me to sit down and be like right what is achievable given what's going on um both like from a mental perspective what actually do I think I can handle um physically what do I think I can actually deal with so yeah so I spent some time just sitting down you know some of the goals I wrote for this year probably I'm like they're not relevant now because the world's just such a different place. Mm. So that's been just a real nice like exercise. I do have a September goal setting guide and prepare so I'll stick stick a link in. So if anyone wants to do re-look really at their goals themselves, you can have a go at that. I really do recommend it. I think especially if you were someone who wrote big goals at the beginning of this year and you just feel a little bit like this has all been pointless. Um I have been working with lots of people recently and it just feels like, you know, the goals we set we definitely are not on track for um so it's like actually let's reset it and be like given the world that we're in now what is realistic so you can have the enthusiasm and energy to there's still 4 months you still can make masses of change in your life but i think it's just about being realistic about what that looks like right now
1: yeah and i think just on that like don't give up on this year we're still very lucky to have life you know yeah most or if not all of the people listening to this are probably one of the most privileged people in the world like we have to honor that um and yeah really and even if like you said it's a reset isn't it and it's the pandemic has been called or 2020 has been called the big reset Mm. and even if you you know surrender that and think right well this is my planning time you know this is but make sure you still uh you know appreciating uh, the the days that that we wake up and we have and you know I think um it's quite easy to feel sorry for ourselves and frustrated and all those things but we are still incredibly lucky aren't we so um
0: oh yeah, yeah and so. I think it's actually it's not about giving up I think it's just about I suppose actually being really kind to yourself and by re-looking at your goals mm-hmm. now actually setting ones that you feel you can achieve. I think some people, so just for example, if you were someone that had like, maybe you were running like an events business, for example, you're not going to hit those goals in the same Mm -hmm. way. But actually, if you take a moment now, you might do something else. And that is something that you truly believe right now is possible for you to achieve the next four months and that's what I mean is actually yeah it's not about giving up and sitting at home and like being a hamster for the next four months at all it's about actually just saying given the context and given like what is possible you know
1: what can I do over the next four months yeah being realistic yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. No, I think I think that's a really, really good way to go. My uh, figuring out this week has been a little more casual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel a bit embarrassing, <laughs> but I'll share it just in case there's anyone else like me who needs to hear this right now. Um, so I've been trying to figure out why it took me so long to Google the words uh, Hamilton dance workout oh, for because sake. it's. <laughs> literally changed my life so for those of you who don't know me which is probably most of you um I struggle to fit exercise into my day-to-day I've never been a natural mover um I know I need to do it I know it's good for me ra 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 yes 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 but it's something that I have to really force myself to do um And so I just all of a sudden was like, it'd be so good to like dance to like stuff that I know the words to and really enjoy. And obviously I've been absolutely caning the Hamilton soundtrack since I watched it on Disney plus. And so I Googled it and I, came across this woman who i've now ended up just obsessing over all her videos on youtube because she does like disney dance workouts she's got like (laughs) part one part two part three she's just released a mamma mia soundtrack workout she's found a niche that's for
0: sure (laughs)
1: A lot of you may be rolling your eyes, but then some of you may be like, oh my God, this sounds like my bag. So she's called Kyra Pro. We'll link to her. She's just a really smiley, nice, happy woman as well. Um, and it's meant that I've exercised every day. And well done. really look forward to it. I've got a proper sweat on and I can start seeing changes in my body. So... Lame as it sounds, it's working for me. So. I'm, I'm only teasing you.
0: I'm only teasing you. Um, absolutely. We do have to try and find things that work for us. So over lockdown, one of my good friends has started a boogie fit class, which was, um, like exercise dat slash dance class to like, tunes that I love and she has had to pause them at the moment and so I had myself had had to be like okay well what am I going to do to replace it and actually um, a class I did last week was that the instructor wasn't the best person in the world but it was just all songs that I loved that I thought actually this is keeping me going so I'm only teasing you about it. I think it's really really important (laughs) for people to find something they enjoy so you can make exercise a part of your daily life um, I am now yeah. three months of doing yoga with Adrian every morning. Ooh, I set myself a challenge. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of myself. I mean, honestly, I set myself the challenge of doing it in June um, and then to do the one that she normally wins in. Uh, January because I hadn't done it this year and then I just carried on so I did all July and all of August and it feels so so good and now I generally do feel like that person I'm like I do a piece of exercise every single day and mm. it does make a difference it absolutely just makes a difference yeah cancel my oh, gym God,
1: look, at, look at us I know well well this is it you know with with coronavirus I don't really want to be owned to the yeah. gym I'm a little bit and the main reason we went to the gym was classes and the, they have like an outdoor bit, which is stunning, but none of that's really open at the minute. So, you know, so I, we've we've canceled as well, but just quickly, I do need to shout out um, Jamie, kinky aid i think that's how you say it we always struggle with names on this podcast don't we um she is actually the first woman that i came across on youtube and she got me into kind of the more dancing workout vibe um and uh she's great fun as well like really really great so i I will link to her as well um so obviously after exercising and sweating we all need to wash subtle link into my next part of the podcast (laughs) That's terrible. I'll never be a news anchor. So, um, bathing. Um, I read an article on Elle called Stop Bath Shaming Me in defense of the tub. Now, now I um, never used to be a bath person, really. And then when I moved to the Lake District, last October I would like intermittently do baths and showers um obviously a lot of the time showering at the gym and then I'd say the past six seven months I have 95% of the time only taken baths now I just adore it no. I think I feel, for me it's a bit, let me finish <laughs> and then you can counter argue for me, it's like, there's a ritual to it. So you have to run the bath. You have to wait for the bath to run. You have to check the temperature. You have to decide if you're going to put an essential oil in or if you're going to put some salts in or if you're going to put some whatever in, some petals, like dry petals that I have, crystals if it's a new moon. And then, you know, make sure the temperature's right, lay your towels out, light some candles, get your meditation ready or your podcast or your music or whatever. And I feel like all of that really, like, like brings me down to this lovely level of calmness. And then it's like 20 minutes of me. You know, like I just I lock that door. I'm in a room on my own and it's just me. And I just find I think something very sacred about it and peaceful and (laughs) Sherelle's agent to say something. Go on, Sherelle. Do you do it in the morning or do you do it in the evening? I do it whenever I blum in my life. Okay. (laughs) no I it's it's a mix actually okay it is a complete mix it depends on when I get sweaty because I'm not a fan of feeling being sweaty Mm. so um or you know my schedule or it just is a complete mix yeah okay I'll let you off um (laughs) so I'm not a bath person
0: and literally the best thing um about coming back to London and having my flat again was having a shower because my mum only has a bath so I'd had to spend <gasps> months of only having a bath every day oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that's funny is because a while, while ago I once lived in a, a flat that had what was classed as a Mongolian bath which was basically not even a half bath it was completely pointless so basically you just had to have a shower every day and when I bought my flat I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a bath again. This will be really nice. And I have, I think, two photos from the first couple of weeks where like I got my candles out and I like put bubble bath in. And what one of the books I read in then was Men from Mars, Women are from Venus. Like I have this like clearly like Instagram pick attempt of me being like, oh, here's this gorgeous bath, let me get in it. And then after that, I reckon I probably had one bath a year, max. Like my bath is so unloved. It, I think every now and again I will think maybe like on a Sunday i'll be like, let's have a nice bath and like I have a hot chocolate and
1: I get in. But other than that, just I'm not interested. <laughs> to get oh, me the shower. Well, in out It sounds like majority of the L office are on your side, Sherelle. Um so basically the the lady writing the article said that, you know, the pandemic has brought on these like, you know, 30 minute bath marathons where she's just really enjoyed like a beautiful soak with Neil Yard's bath oil and Mm. and you know kind of um really relaxing and then she asked colleagues in the L office and someone said wait you don't shower after a bath (laughs) and she was like that's gross you're basically bathing in your own filth Mm. And I know that sounds silly. I've never thought about this. Um, And then she said um, she did a quick poll um, and she said that someone said that they um, shower after using bath salts or hair conditioner uh, whilst another religiously rinses and before and after going (laughs) into Bath, and one won't submerge her feet with the rest of her body, <laughs> preferring them not to be touched by the same water. I mean that that is my level of princesses type stuff, but that that doesn't bother me. Um, but then others like her consider bath a sufficient enough method of washing with no need for a shower afterwards. Um, and yeah, it was just really interesting. I, I, I've never. I I mean, a bath is a bath to me. I've never gone this deep into it. And I didn't even know bath shaming was a thing, but I totally get it. I do get it. People have Oh no, there, are, all, there are lots of people that are like, bath. you are lying
0: in your own filth. Um, like, I've definitely heard that before. I think the woman yeah, but
1: that. How filthy are you? You know, like, I, I bath every day, so mm. I can't, I can't, I don't even go out anymore.
0: Like, how much <laughs> filth do I have on me? I mean, um, the woman know. that baths, um, the woman that showers before and after is excessive. Because actually, I've never thought about having a shower before. I do want some people that have a shower after, but I've never thought about having one before. But if you've had one before, then you should be perfectly clean. So then. The, you're not actually shower, bathing in your own filth. Like actually that makes more sense to me because then you really could. Realize- yeah. Well, that's,
1: you do that. If you go to a swimming pool, don't you? They ask you to shower yeah. before you get in the get in pool. The pool. Yeah. So it's a similar, you see my showers downstairs and my baths upstairs. Okay. So that would be a bit of a palaver. Yeah. So that's not happening. I'm going to continue to bathe in my own filth and own it. And yeah, just, I, you know, I, I love my filth. I love myself. I love everything about me, including my filth mm. that I bathe in. That's going to be my my vibe. Well, it definitely sounds like we need a
0: poll. So we will be on Instagram. <laughs> yes. We would be reading a poll. Are you a bath person? Are you shower. Or maybe you want both. I think there are some people that are equally um, in love mm. or hate each other. But I do think it's quite a divider. I do think most people are a, a shower or a bath mm. person. And then, you
1: know, there's a whole other argument. Okay. Is it a bath or is it a bath? <laughs> Oh. Well we're <laughs> we're northerners and Midlanders, so we ruin it for everyone. We're There's people live- that are like these British yeah. they're not British. <laughs> oh, it's bath, darling, bath. you bathe? You bathe anyway Sherelle. if you were to have a bath not that you will which which book would you be reading in it
0: this well, <laughs> I feel like this is definitely not the type of book that you should be reading in the bath but hey, hey. <laughs> so I have been reading uh, Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki mm-hmm. so a few episodes ago I spoke about Rich Dad Poor Dad so that's the first book mm-hmm. this is the follow-up and I'm reading it a part of the Finamise Investing Women's Book Club so Uh, It's definitely for people who want to be building wealth. And the thing that's interesting about this book is the first book talks about four quadrants that you can be in. So you can be employed, self-employed, a business owner or an investor. And the second book is very much around people who want to be in the business owner or investor section. I suppose how to start getting into it and also the mindset shifts you have to move into so and one of the things Mm. that really did interest me about the book he was talking about like facts and opinions and how some of the things we believe to be a fact are actually opinions but they're also opinions that are repeated so often by a certain section of people and that one makes us feel like it's a fact but also it it sort of is if you're in that bit of the quadrant so actually when you try and move, so when you try and become an investor or when you try and become a business owner, you sort of have to get rid of some of those thoughts to be able to actually really own being in that space. And the way money works basically is a little bit different. And he very much talks about like money is a game and it's about flow. And realistically, it's about putting you in the side where like money flows and also quite a bit about like how you use debt as a positive, which is, if you're not on the other side, like as a a normal person, as an employee and self-employee, most of us find debt quite a, a negative thing. So, but actually it's like, no, debt's great if someone else is paying it back for you. Like if you're making more money than your repayment back is to the person you owe it, then it's great. So it's just like some of the shifts mentally you have to make. So I didn't enjoy it as much as Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I still think Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a... um definitely a superior book and i'd recommend that to lots of people because i think this is some great lessons whereas this one is definitely just for people who really want to either become a business owner or an investor
1: okay so kind of like more next level sort of like money book okay but it's 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 good to to know that because i'm sure we have people like us who've read kind of probably every money book you can find, like, you know, on, on the mass market and they're looking for that for that next thing. So, oh yeah. And yeah, no, that sounds really yeah. interesting. And I think if you're, I think what it would be useful for is if
0: you're someone who is self-employed, so if you're some sort of freelancer at the moment, or you have a business that does rely on you, This again is one of those Mm. books around trying to like put the systems in place for it to be a business um, and like how to make money without it relying on you. So actually he actually says that some people that think they're a business owner actually are in the self-employed category because they only make money for as long as they're working and there isn't an actual business. There isn't a system Uh, that works without uh, them. Yeah. So I think for someone like that, who's trying to make that transition. It'd also be good to just try and, start changing your mind and your view of the world
1: Mm, interesting well while you've been reading that i've been watching telly obviously um and we came across a new netflix uh short series called unwell i say it like that because that's how it comes upon the the thing i suppose it's unwell um and it's about the like health industry and you know what what are we being told that is true what are all these health claims and stuff that is true and what are just like loads of fabrications and actually have no evidence behind them and, and stuff like that. So uh, there's quite <laughs> it's a very random mix of things and some of them we've decided that we're not that bothered um about watching like um bee sting therapy and uh drinking breast milk um because yeah it's yeah anyway we we decided not to watch them um but a few that we have watched are around like fasting, essential oils, uh, tantric sex, so they're quite different, and I wasn't sure what to expect. But I suppose if anything, it shows the slightly darker side. And it's not like it's can it's not saying don't do these things, but it's it's more rather than some typical shows I've watched where it's it's more pro. Mm-hmm. This is a bit more like just be aware. So. Let's use essential oils as an example, you know, I mean, in my mind, essential oils is something that has been around for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Like it's just part of the natural world. It's better than chemicals. It's, um, you know, um, you put it on your skin in the bath, you can smell them, whatever. Um, And then obviously there's brands like doTERRA who um, have essential, have you heard of those? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they're like a, an MLM, which, um, I mean, people who listen to this, now I'm not fans of MLMs, but anyway. Um, but they, I, I've actually, you know, I've tried doTERRA. I went to like a mind body wellness show in London like a few years ago and um, I tried it and then they were like, you know, put it into water and I didn't really question it. Um, and then basically this... Um, show the uh, speaks to scientists who say there's no real evidence about essential oils there's no real scientific studies that have been done to an extent um and again like you know it's then for me to go away and and really look into that and I still use it like I put some in, in my bath last night but I just thought it was interesting and it's you mentioned this before like how we just see something or read something and just take it as gospel yeah and then you know, it, uh, something that I've been discovering more and more, you know, working on my own projects is we need to really start looking at sources. We need to really start looking at the context of the information that we're reading because, you know, I've, I suppose I feel a bit naive that I've only just realized that I need to do the extra bit of work. Um, but, you know, thing, an example someone gave me was Well, like um, uh, someone in part of the dairy industry, you know, a a milk producer, do a report on how good milk is for you. (laughs) And you think, well, yeah, of course course I'm going to say that because they're making money for, you know, so it's just really making sure that you anything that you read on anything you're interested in whether that's to do with your health well-being or whatever um you have a bit of a dig into who funded that report you know who did they ask how many people you know was it a fair assessment things like that and I think this program um definitely recommend it very thought-provoking just makes you think of, of those things really so, yeah, yeah that does sound
0: really good and definitely something worth checking out because yeah I do think we all can be led very quickly and easily to believe something and actually yeah doing a little bit of digging to work out what is the actual truth it doesn't surprise me that there's no real scientific evidence around essential oils and basically is it all placebo effect and then but we it works because we think it's going to work and therefore we're like yay
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And, and I, the placebo effect is, is a beautiful, wondrous thing in itself, you know? Mm. Um, but it's, it's knowing, isn't it? What, um, yeah. What, what kind of uh, you are stepping into like, and I suppose in, 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 a way it's, it's a bit of, um, showing yourself respect as, as a human that, that you're, um, fully aware of, of, of what, what you're doing whatever that is so um yeah really really interesting um just watch the ones that like your fancy like I say there's some that are a bit odd um so, (laughs) so um yeah but on Netflix so we'll we'll pop a link to that
0: and then before we head off, I will be giving us our journaling prompt for the week. And this links back very much to what I was saying in the beginning about how I really think September is a great time for us to re-look at stuff and really, I suppose, re-energize and refocus for the end of the year. Four months is a real good chunk of time to really make some mm. difference. And so the prompt for this week is what would the best version of me be concentrating on? So mm. concentration and focus, I think, is something that's really important. I think we all know it's a world that's so easy to get distracted in, in general. Um, and I think really getting clear and then being putting yourself in a place that's like, what are the important things to concentrate on? Like, what should I be using my energy, using our precious time that we've got right now? What, what is the best thing for me to do? So that is
1: the question. Love that. Love that. Amazing. Well, thank you once again for joining us this week. Keep all your emails and DMs on Instagram coming in. It's so, so lovely to hear from you. And we will be back next Friday with a new episode